0: Get in the know. Nonstop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company.
3: There's a lot of them. (laughs) There's a lot of them for sure. Uh, I mean, Friday we have our day in the red zone where we just spend the whole day uh, going over different plays and stuff. And it's definitely difficult for sure. Uh, Just learning the plays, uh, learning where to go. Uh, I mean, it's a it's a lot on our plate, but uh, I mean, just us just going through the motion uh, at practices, learning what we got to do, and uh, I mean, we feel confident going out there on Sunday. Yep.
0: You know what JJ's talking
2: about there? Situational yeah. football. football, huge situational football. Two most important things in football, in my opinion. Humble opinion, okay? Situational and complementary football. football. Yeah. Yes. Because complementary football is beyond important. Uh, I'm more into one-dimensional football
0: myself. Yeah, us you know, like offense. To each his or her own.
2: 64 to 63 <laughs> as we head to the fourth quarter.
0: Yeah, I pretty much need Texas Tech or Oklahoma <laughs> to be playing defense in all of my football games. Uh, This is Purple Daily, presented by our friends over at TCL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs, delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Daily Vikings Entertainment, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. And we're excited. Uh, You guys are going to gather a bunch of Purple Daily and Vikings fans together at Surly Brew Hall on Mm -hmm. Sunday for a watch party and a
2: live edition of Vikings Vent Line. And what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We're going to talk football. We're going to talk purple. We're going to welcome you, Purple Daily family, all in the house at Surly. What are we going to drink? Oh, boy, let me think about that. That's right. Before I, before I die. I mean, there's so many, as Plain Declan options. can tell you. So many surly options and good beers. But before I die, I am told cans will be available so you can consume them. And then, you know what? Keep them. I keep mine. I keep mine. They're fantastic. Because the mission is then right in front of you. Before we die, before I die, a Vikings Super Bowl, all of us, noon kickoff, Sunday, gather talk Vikings, have some fun, watch the game, post-game vent line. Hopefully it is to celebrate a victory as the Vikings will then go into the bye five and one. See you on Sunday. It's early.
0: Yes. Uh, before we get into feedback Friday here, where we just turn the show over to your questions, comments, concerns, critiques, whatever you want. You can always hit us up through the, the score North app. There's a feedback tab, YouTube comments, Twitter, um, little, little dusting of snow. I, I woke up and saw a bunch of people tweeting about the, the snowfall. In Minneapolis here today, uh we were talking off microphone. It's always hilarious how shocked people are in minnesota it could, it could snow for the first time on October fifteenth or December first. It's like oh, oh, ah. God. oh my God, it's, never seen snow before. <laughs> this is crazy. Do okay. you guys have to dig your cars out, or uh, how bad was it this morning?
1: I I pay an arm and a leg and and some some extra for underground parking at my apartment, so I I was I was nice and and dry and clean, and so I was all good there. But uh, I took I took the dog out this morning, and man, Vinny Boy was loving the snow. He, he was a puppy when we got him in February, so he has like some memory of the snow. But now that he's like full grown and and whatnot, he was just loving it and confused as all hell, running back and forth. But it is it is remarkable to me that people in Minnesota in Minnesota. Who have lived there here their whole lives have just are apoplectic that on October fourteenth it can snow. It happens every year. It happens every single year. What is so shocking about this?
0: Yeah, the biggest blizzard in state history happened like two weeks from now, right? Nineteen ninety-one. Oh yeah, the uh, Halloween
2: blizzard. blizzard? Yeah, do we ever talk yeah. about that? I never knew that happened. Like, yeah, seriously. But- But I think Phil's right. I think it's more the the fact that the first snow, no matter when it it hits, is always this huge shock. Everybody forgets how to drive. Everybody. It's like, (laughs) I'm sliding around. What am I supposed to do? It's like, have you driven in snow before? You don't go 75 once it snows outside. Natural selection. But the best part about this one today is it's a dusting, okay? It's a dusting of snow. It will be gone. I love this one. This is like a fresh... This isn't the start of winter. Yes, it's chilly, okay? But it's... It's a nice dusting of snow. It's, it's a, a reminder.
0: Football crisp is what Exa- it is.
2: Exactly. It's hockey weather, and and you know what? It's just hope for what's to come, which is which is important Vikings games, which is winter sports. I am not adverse to this one. Now, when it snows a ton in December, yeah, that's a little bit depressing because it ain't coming off the ground till March. This one, this one won't be here long. Enjoy it. Quit freaking out.
0: There it is. All right. Life advice from, from sports, Purple Daily. Sports dad right here. It snows sometimes in Minnesota, I guess that's the the advice. Yeah, okay. Like let's start it. with the, the first comment from Corey Larson here. Uh, hey, Maggie, would you and the Score North crew be satisfied with a Super Bowl loss for the Vikings? You've mentioned that the NFC Championship may be the ceiling for this year's team, so I'm curious... How you feel about getting close to winning a championship but losing. We've actually had debates over the years. Now, Corey, I don't know if your question is specifically about this year. I mean, if this year's team went to the Super Bowl, I think it would be a massive overachievement relative to expectations. So I guess on some level that would be a success. Does it live up to the show's mantra of wanting them to win a Super Bowl? No. No. Uh, but there are steps. I think we're giving this this team now with a new coach. Okay, you guys get some steps here to not many steps because you're keeping a 34-year-old franchise quarterback, so you got a couple years to make it happen. But um, we've debated in the past that Judd thinks just getting back to the Super Bowl for the first time since the 70s is a huge goal, and I don't really – I want the win. I yeah. want the win for the first time.
2: I want the win, but I am um, – I will – I will take seeing what happens if they just get there, too. Um, and I do think because because um, if you are, what, 40-something? or like, So I was seven, I believe, w- when they went to their last Super Bowl. Um, there's a lot of people who are Vikings fans alive right now who have no recollection of even getting to that game. And so I've always contended. I would love to see, and I would take it as a win to just get past the conference championship game that being said phil i'm with you like i want them to win it the, the goal here is a super bowl championship but but they have hit the wall now so many times since the late 70s at the conference title game that i certainly wouldn't turn down a super bowl berth
1: so also all about how you kind of lose that big game so for me like i've i've have three I recollections the of the NFC Championship games. I, I remember, obviously, the most recent one in Philly, the one in, against New Orleans with Favre, and my first real Vikings memory season was the 41 Donut. Um, so getting your arse kicked in the NFC Championship game was pretty rough to handle. It also was maybe even more emotional watching the Vikings being on the doorstep of the Super Bowl in New Orleans and Favre throwing the interception and just being absolutely shocked. So it's all, I think it also depends if they got to the Super Bowl, how do they lose? Do they get blown out? Do they lose a heartbreaker? Do they lose a one possession game? Um, I, I would be cool with getting there because I've never seen it. But I also think then how they lose the game would all then also kind of change my mindset of the season.
0: I think losing a Super Bowl would be crushing for so many reasons. Like I would almost rather them not get there than mm. get there and lose. Mm. First of all, most teams that get beat in the Super Bowl. Have a hard time bouncing back the next year if you look back like the last ten or fifteen years. It's not like the NBA where you go through different levels of playoff, you know, failure and then you, you keep chipping away. Um, in the NFL, sometimes you get to the Super Bowl, you get beat, and then it's just like so draining for a franchise and the turnover is so aggressive. So that would be one thing that it might just signify the end of your run. But secondly, uh, this team is is one loss away from having the worst record in Super Bowl history too. So they're tied. There are two teams with five Super Bowl losses: the Patriots, who also have six wins, <laughs> and uh, the Broncos have five Super Bowl losses, but they all, but they have three wins as a franchise. The only zero and four teams are Buffalo and Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So you would, if you went and lost, you'd be the only zero and five team in NFL history. I mean, I don't know if anyone's like, bring
2: it on. You know, bring it on. Tallying that every I day. I want the birth. I want the Super Bowl birth. I want, I want to win. see it. I want the win. Well, and that's very nice. I want the birth. As an adult, I just want to see what happens when they get there. Okay. I want to see that two week build like You're Lowering up the bar
0: Yeah. Lowering the bar a little bit. No,
2: here. I want the championship too. But I but I have always but I believe I've been consistent since we started this show, Phil. You and I have disagreed on this point. So are you really like
0: is the slogan of this show? Creating some dissonance with you, like would you rather no. the slogan of the show be "I just no, want the Vikings to get beat no. in a Super Bowl before I die"? I no again. I
2: I am no. I want a Super Bowl championship. But to I, fit that on a can of where, beer, I dis- where I disagree, where I disagree fundamentally with you is you're saying here are the reasons why I would prefer that if I know they're going to lose, they don't get there. I am saying I would not stop the joy of getting there from from foreboding joy. And saying, I don't want that. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm okay with them getting there. I still want a win as well. But I mean, oh my God, imagine if they went to Super Bowls, you know, two and five years and won one. Nobody okay. does that.
0: Okay, if they get there, if they get to the Super Bowl and get smoked 42 to 10 by somebody, by the Buffalo Bills, I'll still I, want rip you, them. I want you to keep this same. No.
2: I'll still rip them. You need
0: to keep this same energy the day after and be the one that says, guys, don't be. Listen, it's better to have loved the and build lost up, than the to build never up have loved at all.
2: I I think what I think Declan and I are on the same page as far as just that two week build up though. Like the Vikings are going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, but, this show would be a freaking. I, I blast mean, you guys have no happened. you you haven't been alive for for that, and I've been alive to barely remember it.
1: Great problem to have here, but I get this question a lot from family and friends, and I see it sometimes in our YouTube channel too. If they're in the Super Bowl, are we doing event line? Are we doing event line if they're in the Super Bowl? Are we going to rock one right at like what? If they win or they lose, would we do event
0: line? Why we would, would do we event line, out? right? What? That's the dumbest question anyone's ever asked on Purple Day. Why would I've we? D- tap I've, out? I've gotten
1: it. I've got because because I, I think because the Vikings never like won why? one. They wanted. They, why they, would
0: we not do event line after the Super? Bowl? I am just relaying the question to we you. We would two. do
1: one. Holy crap!
0: I am just from asking the top of Surly the brewing. brewing. We'd be sitting yes, on the. I would think <laughs> we would too. We go to the room of Surly.
2: Holy crap! Right, why do you,
0: you think meetings? that's an acceptable question? All to right, the ask. Vikings
2: are in the Super Bowl in two weeks. No vent line.
0: <laughs> well, you know what happened the last time we didn't do a vent line on the radio after a playoff game. It was the Blair Walsh miss, and we oh, had a go. God, we, God. we had a contractual Stop, obligation don't. to go for women's basketball. It's the most. I think it's the. It, it began the downfall of fifteen hundred ESPN. Quite frankly, people were so mad that we didn't have a two-hour outlet to vent. You know, I guess we could ask the audience, if the Vikings get to a Super Bowl, Stop. if you don't want us to do Ventline, let us know, and we won't do it. You, now you're being mocked, Declan. This has <laughs> really crossed a line. Who who asked I, I, I want to know who asked that question. I, I want to send them I a had, personal email. Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> He's offended.
0: You send them their – I want their address. For producer A.J. Fredrickson,
2: goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> My
0: all right God. let's get we confirmed we will we will likely do a vent line if the vikings play play games. <laughs> Let's get to the next question. Oh, Declan's going to kill me. God. Just a simple question, and I did I, I, was,
1: I was just I was wondering what the hell the case was, because oh I wanted to give them the answer. Well,
0: well, like, but like, what would the other?
1: I've, I've always said, yeah, we would do a vet line, and I, I think some people think like because oh. we've never seen one, we would also want to celebrate it, and we, I, my answer would be, no, we want to celebrate it with you guys. the audience. Yeah. Yes. yes. Correct. All right. Good to know. It was
0: I. I was just relaying the question. <laughs> are you trying to get out of Vent Line after the uh-uh. Super Bowl?
1: <laughs> I'm going to be hammered on that Vent Line, but no, I, I'm. I'm just. I was wondering what what the actual response could be to the answer, and I would. I would assume it was me. Yes, you would do a vent think line. think about
0: how epically, amazingly selfish it would be for us to say, you know what, we're good. we are going to go get ours. We're yeah. going to go get wasted. You guys are on your own for a post game show. Have fun. Hey, uh, Pulford Skull, you're hosting yeah. from Nashville. Bet in Florida and, and Pulford Skull and uh, <laughs> and Fancy from Fargo can hold down that line. Yes. All right. Wyatt Holdsclaw here says, I may or may not have sent an incomplete message because some idiot spilled a drink on me as I was typing this. Mm. Uh, all right. We got your message here. Um, here's my question. What needs to occur before all of you realize that it was a terrible decision to stick with Kirk Cousins and run it back? with an over-the-hill defense. You guys seemed to understand it back in February or March. Now it just seems like you guys make excuses. I enjoy watching the Vikings win as much as everyone, but it's patently obvious this team is destined for mediocrity, something that you proclaim to reject. I just don't understand why you guys are drinking the Vikings Kool-Aid.
2: Oh, I like this question, and it's uh, in some ways it's very fair. Okay, so... Yes, I called for, and personally, if I had gotten the G- GM job, which I did, did not apply for, um, I would have gone for a hard reset, okay? So just to be clear. But I believe it was, you know, abundantly clear by April or May, May probably, that they were not going to, that that they they were going to uh, push onward with, quote-unquote, a competitive rebuild. And I believe I talked about this at the time on the show, and I will say it again. um. I don't think it would be any fun to sit here and crap on them, first of all, consistently for their method. If it works, awesome. If it doesn't, we will discuss it. But, like, it has to play out now. Uh, but what I don't think is, I don't think it would be a really constructive use of the show for us to come on after the Bears game. And, you know, there, there were faults and we talked about it. But to say that's why Kirk should be gone or that's why the defense should have been blocked blown up we've Mm -hmm. talked about we've talked a lot about players that in our opinions are aging out so it's not like we're ignoring it um but they're off to a, a four and one start they have most definitely won games they've been close but they've won games that a year ago we ripped them early on because they did not win and so my philosophy is this one let's see how this plays out two i just don't think it would be an enjoyable show to to basically continue to say I would have gotten rid of Harrison Smith I would have gotten rid of Kendricks I would have now, can you I imagine think gets, doing that every no single but I mean I mean I everyone. just think,
0: I'm glad they won but remember but I get, what I said back in February
2: but I get his point like like I get the point and it's very fair so I guess trying to like just explain my own thought process here um it it's a weird league. And there's a lot of ugly games, and the Vikings are winning them, and I'm not going to crap on that. that
0: I, think you, I think you have to – I think what's happened in media is, like, everything has become so black and white, and you have your stance, and you must stick a flat – you must die on a hill of everything that you've ever said or, you're, you know. And I think, to me, there's room for two things to happen here. One, on a macro level – I still have a lot of questions about how far this team as constructed can go with these aging players on defense, with this particular quarterback who's been really good in some clutch situations, more than he has been in his career, and I will praise him for that. But there's still a lot of Kirk Cousins questions, a lot of aging defense questions, new head coach, only five games in. I think they hit a home run with him, but I am skeptical of how far this whole thing can travel. But they're off to a 4 and 1 start. There's a lot of really good signs in the micro. Give them credit as they look to build this thing. Like you can hold sort of two things, mm-hmm. you know, to be to be true as you as you watch this thing. It's not just I don't think they can win a Super Bowl as currently constructed. And so therefore, I'm going to nitpick every flaw in every win and jam this down your throat every day on Purple Daily for 10 months like
2: mm-hmm.
0: there's there's some nuance here.
2: And it helps that the conference for the most part stinks. Like, it helps because it's going to give them a chance. And and I think we've done a very good job, and I think all three of us agree on this one point. Offensively, I like what they're doing. I think they're growing. I think that they are, as they continue to say, scratching the surface. Um, defensively, I have big concerns and, and they're not even the statistics defensively aren't as bad as I feel about the potential here. Cause I don't see growth there. I see just like, this is what we're going to do. And I'm like, I don't know if that's going to work. Um, and I think it's very fair to point those things out. But that being said, again, I would have blown the whole thing up. It's not going to be a lot of fun if I just continue to say, well, I would have blown the whole thing up.
0: We should maybe do that at the beginning of every episode. Hey, just so you know, <laughs> everything that comes out of Judd's mouth is kind of BS because he still thinks they should have blown yeah, the whole thing. The I would of have, Everett.
2: I would have gotten Ryan Poles <laughs> and blown it to smithereens and won two games. But that's now, me.
0: If they, if they, you know, get smoked in the first round of the playoffs, I'm sure there will be some "I told you so"s coming from certain people on the show that maybe they should have just gotten along with it. But um, I mean, they have shown that they can take this collection and be really competitive and. There are some new things that we're seeing from Kirk, so they deserve a chance to play it out, and we'll yep. be the judge at the
2: end of the season. But that question is very fair. Like, I'm not going to crap on. He he's got. You're not going to crap right. on that question. I'm no. not. I'm not going to no. crap. Well, I'm not going to say. Why well, why would he even ask that question? Wow, well, you know what? I'm not. I'm not uh, why, getting involved. Why would, he, in this. why would he even ask? You know the what, question Mom though, and Dad, mommy, medi- medi- mommy and daddy can't can fight. I'm not getting. I'm can't not going to get that. involved. I'm not going to get involved.
1: Would yeah, we do kind of a event line? Block. I
2: want you no, to go no. home and think about that though. Oh. Would we do event line? Oh now you're getting on him. If the, no. You know what?
0: I'll stop. No, say go ahead. Say No, it. No, on, no, I'm, I'm stopping. Might as well say it. No, say it. It's a family meeting no. now. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh Brad T- Brad Tavis. When are we going to start talking about Quay's first draft starting to look bust-ish? Lewis Seam was nowhere close to meaningful minutes before the injury. Booth is constantly hurt. Um and like the Twins' choices, there was a history there with with booth injuries. Correct me if I'm wrong, but only Ed Ingram is seeing any meaningful time. I guess uh, Caleb Evans is out there a little bit. Asamoah is playing some special teams. Uh, they do have like nine guys on the roster. It's so early to say that. Like we're yes. a month and a half in. So And it seems like yes. As- Asamoah
1: is yeah. trending towards playing more meaningful snaps. Um Andrew Booth is finally healthy. I know he's battled a lot of injuries and in cowed, and that's what made him drop. But I, I yeah, I think jury's still too out. It, it stinks that Lewis has the, you know, compound fracture and just a horrific injury. And you don't want to see your first round pick being carted off the field. But now it kind of looks like the depth of this class. We're actually going to see if they have some legitimate players in it with Osmo and Booth, probably factoring a little bit more.
2: Chandler too. Like he broke his, his thumb, I think, but I mean, he still could, could be good. And, and, I would not be surprised at all if he ends up playing a key role in 2023, which, but, which still, I think our expectation is how's the draft class going to contribute immediately? And first round, second round pick, that's fine. But at some point in time, too, it's like, okay, you got to take the back end a little bit more and see. I, I mean, hell, there, there's now contributors from the 2021 class that we didn't think about before. Uh, the Asamoah one is really interesting to me because O'Connell, O'Connell's very good about complimenting everybody, right? Uh, but what Phil saw, and I think it was nine snaps, Asamoah came in on Sunday for Jordan Hicks, who in my opinion is a veteran declining player. I, I think he's good in the locker room, and yes, he gets tackles, but linebackers get tackles. It's almost impossible not to. I think they've come to the same conclusion that we did a couple of weeks ago, though, which is if you're going to play the defense they're going to play, you need guys who can cover and are almost, and they know this, pseudo-safeties. Mm-hmm. I think Asamo's playing time, if if he continues to play well, is going to increase exponentially at the price of Jordan Hicks' playing time.
0: Dude, there are some, it's just like watching some of these like all-22 film clips as Boone explains football concepts to me on the Trenches podcast. Like, that number 20 linebacker for the... Uh, I think he might be a rookie or second-year guy. That number 20 for the Saints, he got burned a couple times. He showed up a few times at, like at trying to cover Justin Jefferson and stuff. And I had to ask him. First of all, he's wearing number 20, which is kind of confusing. It's hard to tell sometimes with defenders because they You're can wear whatever rating. number they want. Yeah. I hate that. But he's, he looks like a safety. Yep. But he's one of their middle linebackers. Yep. And I looked. He's like 238 pounds or something. I mean, it's... No longer the neck roll, big guy, it's, you know. even like the EJ Hendersons that we remember from not that long ago. Those guys are kind of being phased out of the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stuart Gonzalez Blank says the commanders were able to hold the Bears to seven points. Convince me I should trust this Vikings defense. I mean, I don't think anyone on this show can convince you to trust the Vikings defense yet. Correct. Jury's still out. Correct. Uh, rump UV pigskin All right. on YouTube. There's a lot of ways to go with that one okay great content as always but am i missing something with alex boone and the rest of the score crew why did judd and declan offer a tepid response when phil invited them to jump on the boone episodes earlier this week well i mean i'll let you guys answer for yourselves we record that show based on just like Boone's schedule and our schedules we record that show at like 10 o'clock at night After you guys have already, so it's more. I think. I mean, you guys tell me. Maybe
2: you guys don't do not like a lot of character concerns there. There's a lot of character (laughs) concerns, dissension on uh, there. Um, Let's just say this: for me and Dex, we seem like easygoing, fun guys. Egos are huge. Okay, so you put Boone on the screen too, and now you've got a real problem. So we said we're going to flip a coin. There's only one of the three of us who can who who can go on with Boone. And Phil, Phil lost the coin. For
0: there's me. only one person that can ask dumb enough questions for Alex Boone to spike on okay. a weekly basis, and that is no, Ole Macadag. No, there's Mackadac. no reason why.
2: There's, there's no and reason. And it
1: sounds like uh, for the show's, uh, you know, producing standpoint that because I'm off the show, Boone is not throwing in a casual F-bomb or, or, or word here and there, I feel he like. He
0: snuck a couple of S-ones in last week. Okay. Okay. But... No, yeah. Knock on wood. Knock no f bombs. Yeah. Yeah, I he love did Boone. it very much on purpose last week. Yes, I did remind him before the show started, and he in the first thirty seconds just he does to, on, what,
2: Once you remind him, he does yes. it on purpose. Yeah. Correct. Yes. Like he made that clear with Declan.
0: It's his alpha flex. He goes, "I'll say whatever I want. Yep, you exactly can edit right. it out later, or not. You don't have to edit exactly whatever." Right. Huh? Uh, but yeah, maybe uh, we'll, we'll get you guys on yeah, it so we'll whenever you guys. Want. You're welcome to come on. It's late at night. It's uh, it's after a long day of of work already. <clears throat> but you guys are welcome. Um, David Bryant says, I've been a big fan of you guys for about three years. Just want to thank you for helping keep me sane through my Vikings misery. My question is, if the Vikings win a playoff game or multiple playoff games, is there still a chance of us looking for the quarterback of the future in the upcoming draft?
2: You know, we keep saying yes, and Mond was sort of that, but I, I'll i say here's my expectation. Um, because they, they would... In this scenario, have a low first round pick if they keep it. So I would say I will. I won't be surprised if O'Connell led teams with Quasi obviously being the guy that makes the pick. If they start to take quarterbacks now that they like in the third round again, and and because I mean the mon, the mon whiff is a hard whiff, but there are guys there in that round that, that you can potentially develop. Um, is that going to be the guy? No, I think O'Connell will think along the same lines that that a lot of people in this league and our show does, which is, you you also can take swings. Like, it's not the end of the world to take swings, right? Um, it's probably smarter to take swings than not, and then you're like, oh my God, how are we going to find a quarterback? Uh, but as far as, like, the starter to replace Kirk, if this team is as successful as fans hope, you know, it's going to be a a gamble, a chance. Um, but I think ultimately there's going to come a time where they probably have to, if nothing else, trade up in the first round to take one. My guess is that's not this coming draft.
0: Yeah. Oh. For I her? just don't I just I don't think it's so tough because they're headed toward the playoffs. Yeah. They they kind of locked into like two years of Kirk Cousins and wouldn't you want to use that first round resource on something to help if there's someone you can plug in that could play right away? I know you you shouldn't be drafting that way always but isn't that wouldn't that be your instinct as you look to build upon maybe like a 11 win season here next year if you draft a quarterback he's not playing in 2023 so
2: so let us so say they do Packers that Packers did that and they're drafting 20th or below okay are are there first round quarterbacks projected there
0: well he the, there was a part of this question where he he did say trade up which I I kind of summarized the question would you trade up I would be shocked if they won like eleven games, won a playoff game, and then traded up for a new quarterback. Unless, and this is very that. possible, the second round game was just like a classic Kirk Road meltdown yes. against a good team, and it was just obvious. Which it is obvious now. Like he doesn't play well in those games usually. Yes. That while wow, this is the this is the fork in the road for us. This is the game that we can't win with Kirk, and so. We need to look for the next.
2: If they one. determine that, so the the thing too is, and we we got a, I think we got a, a feel for how he's going to do things, but we certainly don't have an overall one. Is is Quasi's draft philosophy in what you're talking about? So he clearly likes to, probably not as much as Rick, but he clearly is willing to trade down and get picks, right? So so. Where it really takes the big cojones, though, is what you're talking about, which is we've identified a quarterback that we love and we are going to trade up, and we are going to give up a boatload. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a side of quasi we have not seen yet, and I don't know I don't know how aggressive that side is going to be
0: yeah that's uh that's fair. um let's talk about so I'm a big haunted house guy. Mm-hmm. October is my favorite month, and uh, whenever I hear about great haunted houses my attention perks up immediately, Declan.
1: Yeah, uh, you want to check out Nowhere Haunted House here in the Twin Cities at Inver- in Invergrove Heights. Uh, they have a few different attractions here, okay? So they have a weekend evening attraction and a daytime low scare option, but maybe you're more of this daring thrill seeker and you want to do insomnia. Now, let me tell you what insomnia actually is. It requires a waiver. You have to be 18 years or older, but it's a hands-on, full-immersed experience as you check yourself into a terrifying sleep study. You'll notice that there's something wrong with the staff and other patients and something's unsettling. And after solving puzzles to escape your exam room, you'll be sent through darkened corridors as you encounter disturbing dream sequences in hopes yes. that you find your way out.
0: Yes. Yes.
2: Oh I actually would pay triple
1: digits to send Judd in there with the GoPro camera just to just to just to see what the Hello. heck could happen.
2: Hello. But is the GoPro gonna work the whole time? That's yeah. my question. Yeah, that's, <laughs> what, or that's, or, that's or, a good point. Or, or will the haunted or, house people or, see a or, random shot of Carl Anthony? When this weird doctor Towns.
1: comes up to you and asks, Are you okay? Are you gonna ask you know, is that really a good question you gotta ask right now? You know, there's there's numerous things you could go down with the insomnia house. Hold on, can, I gotta
2: reset my GoPro. You can you can, you can book this experience now
1: at NowhereHauntedHouse.com. Go to NowhereHauntedHouse.com for the Insomnia Tour and NowhereHauntedHouse.com to book your tickets now.
0: Hey, so we're recording this on a Friday, which means tomorrow it is the St. Thomas Tommies football homecoming game. Celebrate homecoming on the beautiful St. Thomas campus this Saturday, October 15th. Watch the Tommies take on the Drake Bulldogs at 1 p.m. at O'Shaughnessy Stadium. Tickets are just $15.00. Go to TommySports.com to buy your tickets today. You can always listen to Tommy football games on 1500 ESPN radio. All right, back to the feedback here, boys. Cordell says, love the show. You guys do a great job. I'm excited to be headed to Minnesota this weekend for a wedding and to try my first Surly Skull. Love it when people make the... Beautiful. Join us on Sunday. The trek. Yeah, come on up, man. Uh, Kellen says, I live in Florida, but in Minnesota for the week for a wedding. I wonder if these guys are at the same wedding. Nice to be. Uh, I know crap week for a wedding when the Vikings are in Florida this week, but I have finally been able to drink Surly. Thanks to Judd. My first Surly is the furious. Love the show. Listen every day. School
2: awesome. That is good to hear.
0: Beautiful. Uh, yeah. Come on by on Sunday and watch the game and hang out. Chris John says, love the show. Can never trust a guy with two first names, though. Chris, let's see what your question is here. Wow. Love the show, especially the motto of winning a Super Bowl before we die. In the spirit of your motto, I keep thinking what moves could be made to take advantage of a mediocre, besides Philadelphia, NFC. While the defense is the biggest issue, I don't think you can fix the defense with one trade or signing. But I do think we can take our offense to potentially the best in the league if we add one more dynamic weapon. The only skill position option people talk about is OBJ as being available. But with the Matt Rule firing, I would take a serious look at trading for DJ Moore. Hmm. Really good underrated receiver with the with the Carolina Panthers. His stock couldn't be any lower. He's had three 1,000-yard seasons before the train wreck named Baker joined the team, <laughs> and he adds an element of speed that only JJ and Rager possess, and imagine him with a competent quarterback and coach. I listen I'm I make a phone call even if Carolina laughs at your phone <laughs> call.
2: <laughs> we would never want Car- that. Carolina likes to laugh. <laughs> oh, Carolina likes to laugh. Um I guess my question is what's the compensation that would have to go back to Carolina in that trade. And hey, what's his contract? Let's see his contract. And sometimes the, it's weird because if like
0: sometimes like the the trading team would be on the hook for some of the contract, we'd have to do a deeper dive here, but uh DJ Moore is God, he's only twenty five. St- God, yeah.
2: But, yeah. I feel like but that in dude's Panthers' years he's forty two. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So his cap hit next year is twenty five million dollars oh, because no. he signed a big nope. extension. Nope. Can't so you'd have to. Well, They're I was going to say you probably say goodbye to Adam Thielen, but Adam
2: Thielen has a huge cap. That's right. Yes. Next year too. Yeah. Yeah. I think the I think the only contract that I think is going to be subtracted for next year is Kendricks
0: for sure. Yeah. What well, you mean from the Vikings?
2: Yes, I'm I'm saying as far as well, trying to create some other room, ones, but yeah. He right, but, be but I don't know the big ones will be. I I think that if I'm not mistaken, we we talked about this last week. Dalvin Cook, Harrison Smith, Thielen, all would be pretty pricey to get out from under for 23. Yeah. So, and I think too it's that would be more of like an
0: off-season thing if you're going to upgrade receiver cuz right now you've you've got three receivers that you do like. Yes. Not saying that you couldn't bump KJ Osborne yes. for you know a, a healthy OBj or something, but I don't think they're going to do that, but I love the the big swing idea here for sure uh ninety percent mental m n says hoping you guys can speak to this. Some coaches implement kickass offenses or schemes and expect the players to fit the scheme. If it fails, the players are blamed. I believe the best coaches look at their talent and adjust the scheme to fit the players. Yes, it seems that Donatel thinks he has a kick ass defensive scheme. It's looking more like he doesn't have the players to execute his scheme predicated on speed when we have aging talent. Do you think yes. Donatel's trying to jam some pieces into it? 100%. Okay.
2: Yeah, and and I think he's doing it because, in part, he was he, he basically sold the Vikings and O'Connell on that this is the defense de jour now. It's the popular thing. <laughs> it works. And now he's like, it works. No, it works. Uh, but I also think it's why we're going to see Asamoa slowly but surely replace Hicks more um the Vikings won't make a big deal about those things but I do but I think what they're going to need to do especially during the bye week is adjust things one but also you know I don't think Asamoah has done a thing to get on the bad side of the coaching staff I think on special teams he's been really good and so that I know it I know it's hard probably to bench or not play vets, but at some point in time, if the scheme fits a faster, younger player, you have to do it. Yeah. Especially if you're good or might be good.
0: Yeah. Kyler Pecorac Pe- uh, says the Viking, when are the Vikings going to, sorry, I'm looking for punctuation here. <laughs> uh, when the Vikings are going no huddle. There we go. Yep. I, I can read. I went to college they get to the line quickly and try to get free yards. Totally fine. But what I notice is around 20 seconds on the play clock, Kirk starts to call the play and signals. Is this similar to what McVay did with Goff, where he talked to him up to the 15-second cutoff in the in the helmet, and then uh, they can kind of get a read together on the defense? Curious to hear your thoughts.
2: My opinion is absolutely, positively, yes. This is a great assessment, observation. Yeah. Um, yes, they So so they open the game a lot against the Bears doing this, okay? But it's not a hurry-up. It's not. What it is is uh, it's a let's get you up to the line of scrimmage. Let's see what they're doing. And then, you know, to go back to what um, O'Connell talked about initially, there are at least a couple options. And they talked about this on the Kirk sneak. There were two options at least on that play. So O'Connell can diagnose, help Kirk out, and I think that that, I, I don't know how much chapter and verse that O'Connell or Kirk would a- actually talk ab- about this. Goff was young, and so I think it didn't hurt, you know, it didn't hurt to to say, yeah, yeah McVeigh is doing a lot of the analysis. Uh, Kirk being a veteran, I don't know that they would want that out a ton, but it strikes me as that is right on point, And O'Connell is definitely trying to help Kirk yeah. diagnose and pick the right play.
1: The Vikings have also been incredible on no huddle, Kirk specifically this season. Um, Kirk's passer rating on any situation of huddle, no huddle, shotgun, under center, it's best at no huddle. He has a 102 passer rating. He's completing 80% of his passes, and there's been 54 attempts, too. So it's not just a small sample size. When they're going no huddle, it's actually been the best version of Kirk so far this season.
0: I love it. Some of that's in the two-minute where he's been really good, and some of it's just like they'll do it in the third quarter or whatever, just to get a spark. So, yeah, because KOC is not going to come up to a podium and say, yes, I am telling him what he should look at, and he's not going to take credit for it. He will give credit to Kirk, so it's going to be there. If he is giving Kirk guidance in his ear up to the 15-second cutoff, it'll be their little secret unless (laughs) Kirk wants to say something.
2: Yes, and the the second key part to that entire thing is this one, too. So by doing that, they keep the defense, so if they don't substitute, the defense won't. Um, And so they keep the defense on the field and can create potential mismatches that way, too. It's really smart. Like, you don't have to go, go, go quickly, uh, but by doing it, you create opportunities. Adam Turner
0: says, Last year it was no more excuses was the slogan for the season. Is this year's slogan, win the game anyway? That's the one I'm pushing the last few weeks, and they've done it. Yes.
2: Absolutely. Win
0: the game anyway. Games are going to be imperfect. Yep. Things Overcoming. are going to get weird, sloppy. You know, I mean, the, hell, the Chiefs are the, the ultimate example of this in the NFL where they're just they're just down by 17 in the first half. And they just go win the game anyway. It means nothing. Because you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Stowell says, you three very well-spoken Vikings diehards don't know pain. I am 65 years old. And I remember when the Vikings were huge favorites to beat Len Dawson and the Chiefs.
2: Yeah, Royce, he talks about this.
0: Yep. Uh, I got off the stuff pretty darn near last year after 50 plus years of miserable experiences with the purple and gold. He got off, he finally got off the stuff. Then I saw your Purple Daily show on YouTube. It was very tempting to get sucked back in, but I was strong then. Then the unfathomable happened. DirecTV gave us a gift for our loyalty over the years. My free gift is the NFL Sunday ticket with Red Zone and all of the out-of-market games televised to my big widescreen. I'm back. I was glued screaming at my TV for the entire Chicago game. There is so much more. Put it this way, I do not trust the Vikings at all. Not on a single play, let alone a full game. Forget about it. I'm going to give another warning before you all get another 15 to 20 years of being Vikings fans. There is a price for this, Hotel California. You will never leave. Thanks again. I will be listening.
2: <laughs> we know that already. We know it. All. I'm 53. No kidding. No joke. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. You know what? He can't leave the relationship. He's tried. I think,
0: I think that era of Vikings fans, like they, they went through so much more torment than anyone else can realize, and they're all very skeptical for good reason, because... Yes, you know, like there's the '98 fan generation that I kind of grew up in, yeah. and then there's the '09 kind of generation that, like, Declan grew up in, and we've seen some stuff. But those grizzled fans who are like 65, 70 years old, uh-huh.
2: those guys have been through way more. So I get their skepticism, but appreciate the warning. I love the fact Thank that he you. got out and they got him back in.
0: <laughs> yep. Well, maybe it was uh, we were kind of the the conduit to his to his Vikings relapse, I guess. So anyhow, uh, that's your Feedback Friday, presented also by our friends over at Federated Mutual Insurance Company who've been around for over 100 years helping businesses. They're like a great offensive line for your business, just protecting against risks on the horizon. So you can find out a full list of industries that they specialize in and see if your business matches up with their expertise. And uh, check them out, federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. All right, that is your Feedback Friday episode of Daily Vikings Entertainment here, Purple Daily. And uh, you guys will be holding it down at Surly Brewing Company at noon this Sunday with a live taping of Vikings Vent I'll be there on the big screen, just kind of waving my yeah. arms and shouting takes and things like that. So
2: thanks to everyone. To wave your arms. <laughs> hey, everybody.
1: For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998.
3: The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became.
1: Then he suddenly stops. Leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject.
0: I'm Paul Wagner. Join me October 4th for Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast
3: series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plug to Chris Howard. University of Michigan QB, J.J. McCarthy makes bold predictions but doesn't fulfill them. And Ohio State kicker Noah Ruggles misses an opportunity to etch his name in Buckeye lore. Fans love their teams and the players, that is, until they don't. When it comes to finger pointing, you'll find no greater antagonist than the fan. Why? Because it means more to them, or so they believe. As a former player, nothing angers me more than armchair charlies accusing the teams of overlooking opponents or blaming players for providing bulletin board material. But leading up to the game, the fan is the one talking the most, boasting the most. When the team is winning, it's a lot of we talk. But when the team loses, it turns into they lost. You will never know what those moments feel like because you didn't put in the work to earn those feelings from those moments. That's the great thing about being part of a team. You win as a team. You lose as a team. We cry. We console our brother. We don't point the finger. We go back to work, back to the early morning workouts, the hill sprints, back to the bloody noses and broken bones. Why? Because it really means more to us. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard.